Hello everybody, welcome to Disciple Makers, where we help you make and multiply disciples of Christ successfully, hence having a life of fulfillment and significance. I'm Victor Olajisu, I'll be your guide. Today I'll be talking about the power of the gospel. To succeed as a disciple maker, you must know that the gospel in your mouth is the power of God unto salvation. You don't underestimate it. If you underestimate the gospel in your mouth, you'll be a failure in the work of disciple making. Just stick around today as we talk about them on Disciple Makers. The power of the gospel. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation, to everyone who believes, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, from verse 21, he said, For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them who believe. For the Jews require a sign and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block and unto the Greeks foolishness. But unto them we shall call both Jews and Greeks Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty and the base things of the world and things which are despised as God chosen. Yes, and things which are not to bring to naught things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. Hallelujah. There is a need for you to appreciate the power of the gospel in your mouth. The gospel in your mouth looks ordinary. It's just like that of David. Young David came out to face Goliath. And everybody was looking at it that David needed a mighty weapon to face Goliath. But at the end of the day, David has to face Goliath with the tiny weapons he has in his pocket. That the stone he has in his pocket. But when David stepped out by faith and threw the stone at Goliath by faith, he did his own part and left the rest for God. And what happened? God used the little insignificant stone in the hand of David to kill the mighty Goliath. I want to know that if you are considering the work and the assignment of making disciples, you must realize that God used insignificant things to do significant things. The word of God in your mouth, 
the gospel in your mouth may look insignificant, but I want you to realize that it is the power that God will use, just like the stone of David, to bring souls to Christ, to bring down many Goliaths in the world. So it's important for you to know that the gospel in your mouth is powerful and you don't take it for granted. You need to often release the gospel in your mouth by faith and let God take it off from there and use it to bring souls to Christ. Not knowing, not having faith in the power of the gospel will result into failure in your disciple-making uh, ministry. So that's why in today's episode, I want to be showing you or telling you about the power of the gospel. What is this gospel? What is the power of the gospel? And I believe this will really help you to have to from today and release the gospel in your mouth by faith and with a consciousness that the gospel in your mouth is powerful. Hallelujah. The first thing I'll be talking about is what is the gospel? And the first thing I'll be talking about on that is that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Just as we read in the book of Romans, Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. In other words, he's saying, I'm not taking the gospel of Christ. I'm not taking it for granted. I have seen it. I have experienced it. It's the power of God. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed to stand for it. I'm not ashamed to release it. I'm not ashamed to speak it. I'm not ashamed to say wherever I go, it may not make sense to some people. It may, it may look foolish in the sight of the people, but I'm not ashamed of it because I have realized that this gospel is the power that God used to save souls. I want to believe it. I want to know it, that the gospel in your mouth is the instrument that God will use. When God wants to save a soul, he needs you to release the gospel from your mouth. So the gospel is God's power. That's what Paul was saying. It's God's power. The power that God used to save souls. The same thing in 1 Corinthians 1. He said, God has chosen that through the foolishness of preaching. That is how he's going to save those who believe. When you speak the word of God, when you speak the gospel in your mouth to anybody and they believe it, that God will walk in that person and be saved. You need to expect that. You need to know that. You need to realize that. You need to believe that. You need to have faith in the gospel in your mouth. So when you speak the word of God, when you speak the gospel, believe that you are releasing God's power. And then once you release the gospel, you are releasing an instrument for the Holy Spirit to work to bring souls to Christ. It's very important. You know, I was sharing and I was receiving testimony from some one of my students who was training for church planting. She went ahead to minister. I was talking to a young boy. And she was so surprised why she was sharing the gospel to this young boy. He said she was surprised that this boy was holding tears back. God struck his heart and he began to weep. And then she was surprised. She began to wonder what she had said that struck the boy like that. I told her that, look, what you have said, as simple as it is, God has used it to break the heart of that young boy. And that is how God works. I remember I went to preach in the crusade and why I preached the pure gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ from the word of God. At the end, people started coming and even without calling them out for altar call. I saw young men coming out to give their life to Christ, weeping and crying. I begin to wonder what did I actually say that made them cry. 
And that is how God used the gospel. Now what you are saying may not look significant to you, but let me tell you, the power that God used to struck people's heart is a power that God used to, to convert souls and to bring them into Christ, to bring them into the gospel. So you must realize that the gospel in your mouth is power. It's just like uh, the stone in the hands of David. It's just like the rod in the hand of Moses. All you need to do is to release it by faith and leave the rest to God. So what is the gospel? It's the power of God. You need, you must believe it. Believe it and release the gospel to people, to the lost people, everywhere you go by that faith. Hallelujah. And secondly, what is this gospel? The gospel is the good news. Good news. The gospel is the good news that you proclaim or you preach to the lost. First of all, I would like to talk a little bit about this. First of all, it is a news. And so what is a news? A news is the record of an event that has already taken place or account of an event that has already taken place. So when you're talking of news, news is not futuristic. News is not even something present. News is something that has happened. So you need to have a proper understanding of what the gospel is. The gospel is not about what God wants to do for you. That is not the gospel. The gospel is not about what God is doing for you right now. That is not the gospel. The gospel is about something that God has done. So it's a past tense. It's a news. It's an account of something. Something has happened. And secondly, the gospel is a good news. So it's not just a news, but a good news, an account, something has happened, something good had happened in the past that is of good to humanity today. And that is the good news that we you need to tell people. What is the good thing that has happened? What is the good thing that God has done in the past that everybody needs to hear today, believe today, and benefit from it? So the gospel is not just a news, it's a news that is good. And when you are talking of good news, it brings joy to the heart of those who hear it. When you bring good news, it brings hope. When you bring good news to people, it brightens their mind, their face, and their heart. So good news is not a news of condemnation. Good news is a news of joy. So the gospel is good news. It's a news, it's an event that has taken place. And it's a good news. And let me tell you, that gospel is a good news about Jesus Christ. Good news about what Christ has done. What is the gospel? The gospel is about what Christ has done on the cross through his death and resurrection. It's a good news of what Christ has done through his death and resurrection. And the Paul was talking about the gospel in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 from verse 3. He said, For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the gospel. I told you the gospel is the power of God. What is the gospel? Many people have preached and spoken and they don't see the manifestation of the power of God because they have not preached the gospel. 
the true gospel is good news about what Jesus Christ has done 2,000 years ago, over 2,000 years ago. So it's a good news. It's an event that has taken place. It's a good event that has taken place. It's a good event that took place on the cross of Calvary. So what is the gospel? Is What is the event? It is about the coming, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. When Jesus died and rose again, that is good news for humanity. So the gospel is the good news of uh, what Christ has done on the cross through his death and resurrection. What makes it the good news? It's a good news for all humanity. Why? Because when Jesus died and rose again, he forgave all your sins. He forgave the sins of all men, everyone, everyone, past, present, and future, even the unborn children, as their sins are being forgiven. Jesus paid for their sin through his death and resurrection. Is that not a good news for you to come some, to somebody who is guilty of sin, who is looking and who is looking moody, who knows that uh, who is carrying the guilt of sin and tell him that his sins has been forgiven. That is a good news to that person. The good news is about the death and the resurrection of Jesus. When Jesus died and rose again, he redeemed everyone. He healed everyone. He has already delivered everyone from the hands of the devil. When Jesus died and rose again, he conquered the devil for you. He gave you victory. He has done it. Now, the good news is not about what Jesus wants to do. It's what he has already done. So, the proper gospel, the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ, is telling, when you are preaching the good news, you are telling the lost people that Jesus has saved you. Jesus has healed you. Jesus has delivered you. Jesus has given you victory. Jesus has granted you forgiveness of sin from the Father. That is the good news. That is the gospel. The gospel is not Jesus will forgive you. That is not the gospel. Jesus will heal you. That is not the gospel. Jesus will set you free. That is not the gospel. No, the Bible didn't say Jesus will set us free. The Bible says Jesus has set us free. How? Through his death and resurrection. When? 2,000 years ago. That is the news. That's the news that everybody needs to hear. And the Bible says that when somebody hears this news and believe it, he will experience it. So what are we talking about? How do you go about this? How do you declare the goodness? Is to get to the lost person and tell him that Jesus has forgiven him. Now, when he believes it, if he believes what you said, he will experience that forgiveness instanta by the operations of the Holy Spirit. So, what the Holy Spirit is waiting for is to declare the gospel. And once you declare what Jesus has done for that person, and once the person believes it, the Holy Spirit moves into action and begins to walk in the heart of that person and make him or her experience what has been done 2,000 years ago. So when you see a sick person, your good news to that sick person is not to tell him that Jesus wants to heal him. No, Jesus does not want to heal him. Jesus has healed him. The good news is that Jesus has healed you. He healed you when? 2,000 years ago. Over 2,000 years ago. How? Through his death and resurrection. When he died and rose again, he healed you. Through his stripes, you were healed. Do you believe? If you say yes, you need to just pray with that person right there and leave the rest to God. Because he believes he will receive. Because he believes he will be saved. 
The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. So when you pray the gospel, and when those who hear the gospel your mouth believes, they will be saved. It's as simple as that. So you release the gospel of what Jesus has done, and then when they believe, leave the rest to God. That God takes off from there. So the gospel is the power of God that God used to save souls. The gospel is good news about what Christ has done. So when you are proclaiming the gospel next time, you don't tell people this is what God wants to do for you. You tell them this is what Christ has done for you. Do you believe it? Once they believe it, it becomes an experience in your life. Only believe it and you will experience it. Hallelujah. Only believe it and you will experience it. Hallelujah. That is it. If you see somebody who's oppressed by the devil, tell them Jesus has delivered you. And if you say, I believe, pray with him in the name of Jesus. And you will see the Holy Spirit move into action. We experience what Christ has done on the cross of Calvary. Hallelujah. So all you need to do is to open that your weak mouth and proclaim the gospel through that your weak words in your mouth and then when through your weak mouth you are proclaiming through your weak words that come out of your mouth it becomes the power of God to save the lost people God works through the gospel in your mouth you know Moses dropped his rod it became snake and God has him to pick it up again after that encounter, that rod became the rod of God. The rod of Moses became the rod of God. I want you to know that when you open your mouth to preach the gospel, the word that is your ordinary words becomes the word of God. So don't take it for granted. Don't take the gospel in your mouth for granted. Next time when you go out, go tell people that Jesus has saved them. Jesus has forgiven them. Jesus has healed them. Jesus has set them free from the powers and the shackles of Satan and ask them, do they believe? If they say they believe, pray with them and see what happens. I can tell you miracle will follow. You know, Jesus told the disciples that they should go and preach the gospel. And the book of Mark, the Bible said that they went about preaching the gospel. And the Lord was working with them with signs and wonder. Backing the gospel with signs and wonder. If you don't see signs and wonder backing your preaching, it's because you are not preaching the gospel. Change and preach the correct gospel. The correct gospel is what the Lord has done. Jesus has saved you. Jesus has granted you forgiveness. Jesus has healed you. Believe it. And then you will experience it. Hallelujah. I don't know how this has blessed you today. So please, you can send your comment to us on how it has blessed you. I want to challenge you from today. Step out and tell people about what Christ has already done for them. Challenge them to believe it, pray with them, and they will experience it. Thank you, and God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to Disciples Makers, and be sure to check our website on www.disciplemakerscoach.wordpress.com. There you'll find disciple-making resources. Take a minute to subscribe to and read and review this podcast on our website. You can also reach us on WhatsApp and Telegram number plus 234-8124-352780. Until next time, we will continue to explore how to make and multiply disciples of Christ, be what God wants you to be, and do what God wants you to do.